At Total Wine & More, find the best gifts for everyone on your list, whether it's a Cabernet for sis or a single-barrel bourbon that dad will love. With the lowest prices for over 30 years, you'll always find what you love and love what you find. Only at Total Wine & More. Spirits not sold in Virginia and North Carolina. Drink responsibly. Be 21. Where can you find the best gifts at great low prices that everyone will love? At Total Wine & More, of course, with so many great bottles to choose from. Find something for everyone on your list, whether it's a Cabernet for your sis, sparkling wine for a coworker, or a single barrel bourbon for dad. And if you need any help, just ask one of their friendly guides for advice. With the lowest prices for over 30 years, you'll always find what you love and love what you find. Only at Total Wine & More. Spirits not sold in Virginia and North Carolina. Drink responsibly. Be 21. You know, I did start to feel like, oh, I need to like get out of my kitchen. I need to like, yeah. I don't want to cook today. Mm -hmm. Like. My barriers feel so small and so trite, but I think that they're, I think they're also valid. I think any barrier is valid. Like I, sometimes I just do not want to cook. You just heard David Tamarkin, editor at Epicurious.com. He's talking about his Cook 90 challenge, in which he vowed to the internet to cook every single meal he ate in January. He gave himself a few free passes, as anyone who's writing the rules of their own challenge would, but he aims to end this month having cooked 90 meals. And he also aims to end it happier than he was when he started it. This struck a chord. Why does it have to be all or nothing? Could you learn to love cooking again simply by asking yourself to cook four or five meals a week instead of 15? And what is cooking, really? What defines it? Does assembling a salad count or toasting bread? And are we not home cooks if we eat eggs for dinner most nights of the week? By this definition, by the way, I would hardly qualify. I'm Kenzie Wilbur. This is Burnt Toast. And straight ahead, David explains his challenge and talks about the things he didn't expect to learn. You decided to cook every single meal in January breakfast, lunch, and dinner. You're on day 25, is that right? Yeah, day 25. So I want to talk about how it's been and what you've learned, but first, why? There are a few reasons. The first reason was not even something to be written about. I just thought, well, I know that cooking makes me happy. It like has that sort of magical and sort of like cheesy effect you know that people talk about oh you know get into the kitchen it's like gonna make you feel so much better just like go ahead and like chop up some tomatoes and, like make a soup or something or make a <laughs> cassoulet like i don't know it just i, I just like makes me squirm when i hear like people say that like i just i don't know I, I, i'm not you know what i'm talking about i know exactly you know what exactly what i'm about. talking about but yet you were trying to find a little piece of well that. no I, but I find that it's true i find that it really does make me feel mm -hmm. better it kind of makes me feel calmer mm -hmm. and less anxious and so so I thought, well, I, and this year, for like for some reason, I was really kind of into like New Year's resolution thing, which I've never done before. But I thought that'd be a great one. I have no interest in like dieting or cleansing or anything like that. But um, but I thought, well, if I could cook more, that'd be great. The second thing is that you know I I feel I felt like if I cooked every day, I might get to know my readers a little bit better. Because there are a lot of them that do cook every day, all three meals a day. And I just read something about the barriers to cooking that people face, which includes stuff like, well, money, mm -hmm. access to grocery stores, job schedules that are not predictable, mm -hmm. having, you know, children or partners that have different tastes. And so you, it's hard to cook something to please everybody. A lot of things, a lot of really valid things 
and none of them apply to me. So I really felt like it's hard for me to understand those things. But if I could cook every day and see what my barriers were, then I felt like I would be able to better understand the barriers that my readers have. So what are some of the barriers about your own cooking life that you've learned so far? Organization is number one. Like if I'm not doing all the things that I tell people to do on the website, like meal plan and do a big weekly shop. And, you know, if I don't do those things, I'm not going to be a good cook that week because I'm just having like a panic attack at three o'clock. Like, what am I going to make? And then I'm going to go shopping after work. And then I'm not going to get back to home until like, what, eight o'clock or something. And then am I going to feel like cooking? It's just not a good idea. I understand that in Europe, I guess people do this every day, but it's just some, there's some, I mean, I think they also like get out of work at four o'clock there. It's like not, <laughs> so it's a different thing. So that's been the, the main thing. At this point, I have started to get a little, a, not bored, but restless. Mm-hmm. In I, what way? Well, I used to be a restaurant critic. I used to go out for 10 years. I was a restaurant critic in Chicago and I was going out all the time. And I definitely like did not, do not want to do that anymore but i'm realizing about myself that i need to i need to get out of the house more i have not used well i did actually last night was the first night i used one of my i gave myself three passes mm-hmm. to cook 90 for 31 days so i get three passes and i used my first pass last night and ate dinner out where did you go i went to the red cat okay and what did you have i had these really delicious clams in like a spicy sauce and they had um like sliced jalapenos and white beans. Could you have made it yourself? Yeah, I could have made it myself. I've never, have I done clams? I just think clams are really tough because they're they're so easy to overcook. So I get a little nervous about making clams. But also it's not really about that, right? You wanted to be out and and, and in a different place and... Oh yeah, totally. It was, it was about, it was about, I feel like I've been like stuck inside all, all month and either been at my house or at my boyfriend's house a couple of times i cooked with friends which was allowed according to my rules yeah it, it is a, it is a shift it's not how i normally so so it's like taking some getting used to it. and i'm i'm pleased that it took me 24 days to get restless enough that i had to like mm-hmm. use one of my passes mm-hmm. up coming up to then it was totally fine so take us through some of these rules for people who aren't familiar with exactly what cook 90 entails i can't use leftovers more than twice so if i make a soup tonight i can eat it for lunch tomorrow and then i can eat it for lunch the next day but i can't do anything more than that i have to cook something new something that i've never cooked before three times a week and that gets me to the third reason why i was why i'm doing this which i forgot before which is basically i just want to be a better cook and mm-hmm. wanted to expand my horizons there were some things that i didn't i'd, I'd never done mm-hmm. you know i've never made sushi at home I'm still not going to do that, <laughs> but, 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 I, but you know, there are things like that I wanted to try. Mm-hmm. And I had to make three, throughout the month, I had to cook three cuisines that I'd never cooked before. So I knocked those out, I think, in the first week. Yeah. I like those two last rules. It seems like something that we could all sort of take a page out of out of that book and, and be better cooks that way. But I'm I'm wondering why... It was an all-or-nothing approach for you. I'm wondering why you couldn't get back to the joy of cooking or learn to be better organized or become a better cook if you were just to promise yourself to make dinner every night for 30 days. The impetus for this came from the fact that when I looked at my 
bank account, I would see mainly two things. It would be like Condé Nast Cafeteria, Condé Nast Cafeteria, Condé Nast Cafeteria, MTA, Condé Nast Cafeteria, Condé Nast Cafeteria, and then like maybe a dinner out. Like I was spent, I was going to the Condé Nast Cafeteria two or three times a day. I was getting breakfast there. I was getting lunch there. I was getting coffee there. It's, I mean, that is just, is, I, I just recognize that that's really ridiculous because the things, especially when you consider what I was getting, I was getting two hard-boiled eggs and some toast every morning and spending $4 for it. It's just, and, and they weren't, they weren't hard-boiled very well. I mean, they were really pretty, they were kind of much, you know, I don't even think they were hard-boiled there. I think they're like bought in like big bags and kept in like water for like weeks. Do you oh know? no, Condé Nast. You know what I mean? Step it up. <laughs> so that's why I think I did 90 because it, it was important for me to have breakfast and lunch in there. Mm-hmm. I don't know why it all or nothing approach. I guess I, I guess I didn't believe that if I just said, well, I'm just going to cook more this year. I didn't believe that I would do it. You needed to set a limit. Yeah. And it's something about doing pub- it publicly. Like I said, it wasn't something I was going to write about. So here's the thing. I really believe like, like very strongly that this is a good thing. And I don't want to be prescriptive. I don't, I have no interest in judging anybody's cooking or how they eat. And, I, and I've gotten some judgment like about how I'm cooking like over the, from commenters, which is interesting. So I believe two things, and they sort of conf- they're sort of contradicting. So one is that nobody should be judged on the way that they cook and with the way they feed themselves. And I mean, you know, especially, you know, from the barriers I talked about before, barriers that I can't understand. At the same time, I do also believe that cooking is good for us as humans i think i think it's i think it does have um mental health benefits i think it has physical health benefits i think it has i think it's economical and i think it's just a skill that we should all have so i so it's so because i believe in this it's not it's not hard for me to i don't have any qualms about making it public or trying to get a hashtag going and in fact you know next year i'll try to get more and i'm i'm going to reach out to you next year i'm going to say hey will you do this with me Mm because i've had some like food writers say oh if i'd known i've done it with you and i think that could be really fun just to see Mm -hmm. and i've had some people jump on you know people hear about it five days and they can't there's a significant barrier to entry unless you like got in January 1st right. at 9 a.m. or sure. 7 a.m., you know? Sure. And Cooked 25 doesn't have the same ring, right? Or right. Cooked 85 or Cooked 66. <laughs> right. Or... Although I did two days ago um, or yesterday, I saw someone on Instagram say, oh, I'm inspired by Cooked 90, so I'm t- this week I'm going to do Cooked 21, which right. I love that. I mean, I, I just love it. I think so. So I think that anybody who who tries to jump in a little bit will, will get uh, benefits from it. You reach for the top olive oils and invest in the best pans. But in the kitchen, how well do you care for your greatest tool, your hands? When mine take a beating cooking and cleaning, which is often, I use Bag Bomb to work its wonders on my poor, distressed skin. Created 125 years ago on a Vermont dairy farm, their soaps smell great in clean hands without stripping moisture, and their fast-absorbing lotion means I can quickly get back to cooking. Treat your hard-working hands to Bag Bomb, every chef's best friend. Use code FOOD52 for 20% off your order on bagbomb.com. Good through 2024. So let's talk about some of the ways that you've been judged by your cooking. Yeah, let's just uh, let's just <laughs> let's, talk, pour, let's get it out me. there. <laughs> yeah. Well, the first kind of comments I got, and I thought they were fascinating. They were, "Is that cooking?" or "You call that cooking?" And it was when I was like posting pictures of soft boiled eggs because that's that was like my main. So that's my main thing. I was like, "Okay, I'm going to soft boil a dozen eggs on Sunday, and I'll bring them into work, and I won't have to." rely on the cafeteria eggs anymore 
and that's what I did every day for that first week. Well, I got sick of those eggs pretty quickly. I don't know why I got sick of those eggs and not, I mean, they were much better than the Kanyasis, <laughs> but I, but also I couldn't like, I couldn't really put, I couldn't report on those very much. And you'll see, I don't really report on my breakfast very much because it's really repetitive. It's like a smoothie or it's eggs. Mm-hmm. Um, so the question was, is you, is that cooking? I thought that was a great question. And I had never, never considered that. And it kind of, I, it led to a good discussion like with people in my life and on Twitter and people said, well, if there's heat involved, it's cooking. And some people said, well, no, 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 think about sushi. If there's thought involved, it's cooking, which I sort of liked. And I settled on, well, if you've transformed something through heat or let's say ice cream, like through freezing or something, Mm -hmm. which also involves heat, that's cooking. And also if you've taken some things and put them together. (laughs) Assembly cooking. Yeah, I mean, well, that was the question: Is it assembly or is it is it cooking? But mm-hmm. I think if you've created something that's greater than the sum of its parts, then you've cooked something. Mm-hmm. You said something in a blog post that was really smart. It was if I've used my skills in the kitchen to feed myself, mm-hmm. that's cooking. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, assembly is cooking, and mm-hmm. cooking an egg is cooking, and mm-hmm. spreading something on pieces of bread and putting them together—that's cooking. I don't think that there is any definition too simple. Of cooking and it it doesn't surprise me that people sort of went that direction but it's kind of a bummer it is kind of a bummer i also think it speaks to the way the cooking conversation has gone the past couple years Mm -hmm. maybe a couple of decades but i think that there are websites like yours and mine that that celebrate well kind of any cooking i think there are lots of places that do that this is not meant to be like rah rah us but i think you you can't you know cookbooks and cooking television shows of course they can't focus on very very simple cooking because what is it would be watch? boring yeah what is there to watch it'd be too fat you right but i think i don't know if that's having i think that might be having a detriment uh, detrimental effect on home cooks who are getting intimidated rather than feeling empowered. inspired or empowered yeah mm-hmm. and i feel i feel that pressure too i mean i can't feel epicurious every day with how to make a tuna sandwich you know i mean i i want to talk you know i, I you know i want to appeal to all home cooks so i want to give like big projects and i want to give small things and so i understand why that happens but i yeah I, I worry about about how we got to that place where we're like judging people for their food and 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 more more importantly feeling inadequate mm-hmm. i always think about my sister who lives in cincinnati and has three kids three very young kids i just think back to times when i've cooked around her and she's looked on and said how did you do that i i could never do that that was just so sad to me you know it's just so that she thinks she can't do it yeah, when i know that she can that there seems like yeah. a much larger barrier to entry than yes. there really is and if if really we talked about cooking as the ability to boil an egg every single morning then it would be a little bit of a different tenor mm-hmm. do you think that you're definition of what cooking is has changed in the past month or did you sort of go into this month feeling that way yeah i don't think i had a definition before this month i think that that conversation forced me to mm-hmm. really think about what i considered cooking and what i didn't how do you feel about the the pre-prep meal does that count is that cooking to you i've never done one so i don't know it does make me think of sandra lee mm-hmm. that's the, that's her it's name it's right? a little semi-homemade yes the first lady of new york uh <laughs> I remember when she came out, people, you know, people were were very dismissive. But then some people said, well, wait, is she 90 percent 
is she encouraging people to buy more pre-prepped ingredients or is she getting people who buy 100% like you know box things is she getting them to cook more which direction is it going yeah and i thought that that was a really interesting point and and you know everybody starts somewhere right and so i bet that there were people who were cooking more incorporating more fresh ingredients into their cooking because of her so i sort of took a you know i, I fell back on on criticizing her i also thought that she was I don't know if this is really relevant, but I also thought that she was one of the first people to talk about cooking cheaply. I remember she had a show come out like a few years after her semi-homemade that was all about like finding deals at the supermarket and stuff like that. And this was when the economy was really bad. And I thought that was really smart and really responsible. And real. Yeah. And very real. Yes. So, so I'm sort of like a... Funny to talk about her in that light, huh? Sandra Lee as being real. Yeah. Right. But it is. Yeah. I mean, I thought, yeah, the elements of her, and then there's nothing to black and white, right? There are problems with her as well. Like she did some weird stuff too, but like, so anyway, so these boxes, for me, it's a similar, it's a similar question. Like, okay, well, are, I've talked to people who have who are real cooks, and and when I say that, I mean like people who like cook a lot and are like have a lot of skills in the kitchen and aren't intimidated by anything mm-hmm. and are used to prepping everything. I've talked to those people who have tried a box and said that it really felt like cooking. Yeah. I mean, one thing that kind of concerns me about it is like, would it feel like cooking to me? I want to feel like I'm cooking. It does. I've done one, and it does. I think, you know, I think it depends on the service. Was but... the one that you did, did it, would it come pre-prepped or was it? No. Okay. You have to like chop up your stuff uh-huh. yourself. The spices come pre-measured and things mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. But again, I think it goes back to barriers, right? If your barriers to getting in the kitchen are that you don't have the time to scour new recipes or you don't know where to look to mm-hmm. start doing that right. or y- you find yourself cooking the same thing every single right. day which i do too which we all do yeah. i think it's a good thing i mean mm-hmm. it solves a very set number of problems for for people and i think if the end result is getting more people in the kitchen then it's a success um yeah. i think they're extraordinarily wasteful yeah so wasteful um but that's a whole separate topic and also the thing about about that the thing that i think is lost there is if you only have a pre-measured amount of like let's say it's turmeric you like it mm-hmm. you don't get the sort of joy of having that turmeric in your spice cabinet and getting to kind of try it again in something else like oh maybe i'll put it here mm-hmm. and that yes you could go out and you could you you could remember that you liked it and put it on your grocery list and buy it right. and i'm sure that's happening but right. there is something really great about having all these little bits and pieces left mm-hmm. over from cooking right. that you can incorporate into new things so did you intend to raise all of these questions when you first started about what is cooking and how are we supposed to do it and what is our end goal as food editors no i wanted to no i didn't I did it on the, it was, it was very impulsive. You know, I just, I just thought I was going to do it. Let's talk about the highlights. Have there been any especially bright moments, things you've cooked that have turned out really well, days where you're just like, wow, I am being exceptionally resourceful right now. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. So one highlight was I cooked this meal that one of my coworkers, uh, a recipe that one of my coworkers developed. It's a, uh, it's a sheet pan dinner. It's chicken thighs that you roast over delicata squash. I wish it were called delicata. That'd be so fun to say. (laughs) Delicata squash. (laughs) Right. Uh, Delicata squash, fennel, and grapes. And that was a really delicious meal. 
and I had the vegetables left over and some grapes and everything, and it was in the chicken fat, which was like very schmaltzy. And I blended that into a soup, and I think that that was a turning point for me because, you know, of course, I, I've blended vegetables into a soup before, but I've never put grapes into a soup, and I didn't know, I don't know. I mean, there was just something about turning that into something really, it was really good. It was really delicious. It was so, <laughs> so, so schmaltzy, and the grapes really worked. And just not questioning myself on that and just just saying okay i'm just gonna go go for this and knowing that i knew how to fix it and i knew that that water was gonna be fine i didn't have to use broth i have a whole thing about water like i just really like i really like just water underrated (laughs) ingredient yeah i think i think it's the most underrated ingredient so that was just a small a very small moment that that i liked but when you think about it like how different is using grapes in a soup than using apples in a squash soup, which is something we see all the time. Yeah, it's right. like these little moments, I think, that happen if you're forced to do something mm-hmm. um, and you feel you have no other options yeah. than to keep using up your right. food. You start right. to learn, like, well, it's fruit. Like, mm-hmm. it'll be a little acidic and a mm-hmm. little bright and it'll be exactly like every other, mm-hmm. you know, fruit I've ever put in a soup. Yeah, um. yeah, yes, you're, you're totally right. And that was, and I'll, you know, now I'll do that again. And that's sort of what we were talking about with, like, the turmeric example before. But it was really wonderful to to be the student, taking a, learning a new skill and 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 playing with ingredients that I hadn't played with before, and mm. and knowing that I really liked it and that I want to do it again. I don't know. There was just something. It's nice to be mm-hmm. learning stuff actively and realize that you're learning and be seeking out learning and doing it. Yeah. So. Yeah, I don't. I don't really think we ever stop being students in the kitchen, even if we're food editors and we've been in the business for a long time. Or, I think. A lot of people assume that we just go home and whip stuff up, but in fact, you had to be sort of forced mm-hmm. in order to like have those tables turn and and ask to be taught something new or try a new cuisine. And I think that's yeah. important to remember. Has anybody reached out other than naysayers uh, critiquing whether or not what you're doing is cooking? Has anybody reached out in any other way? Have you ha- had any other feedback? Yeah, I mean, I've had I've had people on Instagram and Twitter play along. And they're sending me their photos and they're, and they're putting them up. And I've had lots of people say that they're inspired by it, which is which is really nice. I've had people say, not in a shady way or anything, but say, you've got to be kidding me. I can't, I could never do that. I have, and mainly it's in the context of, I have a big family to feed or mm-hmm. I have two kids to feed. I can't, I mean, with, with, with two babies, I was like, no way. I mean, and again, I, I, have no idea what that's like so i believe that you know Mm. but yeah i've gotten lots of good lots of good response it was i think it's refreshing for some people to to see this as a new year's thing because a lot of new year's resolutions are especially when it comes to food are all about uh, cleansing and health and cutting things out and i really didn't want to do that i i wanted to design something that didn't feel like a punishment and maybe those cleanses don't feel like punishments to some people but mm, i don't know i don't know those people yeah i'm trying to i'm trying to be like just like oh whatever everything's everything's for everybody whatever uh <laughs> now I, you can say cleanses are bad <laughs> so i think it's i think it's refreshing for people to see something that's like not about like losing weight or about judging what we're putting into our bodies oh i've also had people <laughs> i also did have had uh some people kind of question the nutrition of what i'm eating mm. but i'm not putting up everything i eat like when i make a salad like i've i feel like i can only 
broadcast so many salads to the like world. Like you're not eating healthy enough? Yes. Like I'm not. Because I can't. Because one morning I made like a grilled cheese sandwich for breakfast. I feel like that's and empowering. It was, it was so, it was really good. And But <laughs> but the, one of the comments was, have you have you gained weight on this? <laughs> mm-hmm. So, okay. So for being such an internal project, you know, the way that this started was just something that you wanted to do to find happiness in the kitchen again. Um, it obviously grew from there and people have caught on and, and whatnot. But is there anything that you hope to teach? Like your editorial around this doesn't seem particularly servicey. It doesn't. Are are there things that you have come away with wanting to tell people or help people through? Or one thing that I, I was working on today that that's not up yet. Um, I'll give you a huge huge scoop. Scoop. You know? Yeah, is this thing about the the big shop at the beginning of the week? I am going to write that. I don't think it's. I, I know it's wildly unoriginal advice but i've had to take it like like i've heard this advice a million times and 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 i i still have not done my big shot for this week and i'm i did it last week and i felt so much calmer and now you feel I, lost and anxious. i feel i feel like yeah i feel i'm not like i know i'm not doing it right right now is it one of those stories that you have probably said no to before like I went on that. That's too boring. I probably would. I, I don't know if I have actively said mm-hmm. no to it, but I probably would. I probably would say no. I'm not going to do that. And and of course, so the way I'm writing is, I know you've heard this before, but right. anyway, I did put up something about like five things that I that were helping me cook. Like I've really been into some frozen fish. Frozen mm-hmm. fish is a new thing for me. I'm not. I, I I haven't ever cooked with that before, but now I find I just see so much value in it. Both actual like money value and also just Mm-hmm. value from from a time standpoint and mm-hmm. a cooking standpoint. So there are a few things, a few service things here and there. I'm careful not to be like, here's all the, here's all this you know, amazing wisdom that I'm going to impart on you now because I did this for 30 days. I mean, I, I can't get the voices out of my head that are saying to me, I'm sorry, they're not voices in my head. They're actual people who have said to me, I do this every day. What's so special about you doing that? Which is a great point. And and I'm. I really feel like this is a learning project and not so much a teaching project. Mm-hmm. Is it sort of like the biggest lessons I learned are the lessons that we've known all along? Well, I mean that's beautiful. I maybe I'll use that. Again. I don't know. Did <laughs> you your headline? <laughs> um, yeah, I think so. And also, I mean, I also think to, you know, real talk about this is about three days ago it did start to get a little irritating mm-hmm. you know i did start to feel like oh, i need to like get out of my kitchen i need to like yeah i don't want to cook today mm-hmm. like my barriers feel so small and so trite but i think that they're i think they're also valid i think any barrier is valid like i sometimes i just do not want to cook but i think the thing about this is that you should be able to take bits and pieces from what you've done and it's not you know, you don't have to take the whole thing and adapt it to your life in order to make it work for you. I think just getting yeah. into the kitchen is is the point. Any other magical benefits? Have you is your skin clearer? Are you just are you funnier? Just more spring in your step? I'm st- I mean it was it's it's hard for me to get funnier. Like I'm just so <laughs> funny. Um No. No. I thought I, I don't think I'm I don't think I'm seeing any health benefits. I think I'm drinking more wine. Do you think that you would have done this if you weren't a food editor? I don't know. I don't know if I would have stuck with it. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I would have stuck with it if it wasn't public. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's accountability there for sure. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I guess I think no. I think I wouldn't if I, if I was not a food editor. I, no, I mean, a lot of the things that, that sparked the project were, 
are kind of a direct result of me talking to people every day about food. If not face to face, you know, just through every other way through the through through the Facebook, yes. through the through the Twitter. Yes, exactly. So, what are you cooking for dinner tonight? Yesterday, I was reading through my fridge and seeing like all these bits and pieces. I had a lot of celery that I didn't know what I was going to do with. Nobody knows. No, I know. Nobody knows. And I had like three carrots. I had one onion. I had like two little pieces of pancetta. So. I just made, you know, mirepoix. Well, I did the pancetta first, and then I scooped that out, and, and then I just... So I have this pot of mirepoix in my fridge. Oh, you already cooked it? Yeah, I already cooked it, which I've never done before. I don't know how this is going to work, but I think it's going to be good. It's, it's going to be fine. fine. I'm going to just throw some lentils in there and some water and and just make another soup. But Yum. But this no, is something... Good. This is based on a recipe I followed... For French, it, it's yeah on the recipe. It's not a curious recipe. It's a French lentil soup. I think it's from like gourmet 1966 or something. You know, sounds very classic. Yeah, very classic. And they have you put the celery leaves on top as a garnish. Oh, nice. So I cooked it. You know, already like I I was never a big like mirepoix person with my soup. I would always do like onion and garlic, but never the celery and carrot and you know just the classic. And so already I'm kind of seeing like oh I made this French this very classic. French soup earlier in the month so I know that that works I know that that's good and I don't think that would have been in my mind had I not done it earlier mm-hmm. so it's like I'm you know I'm, I'm I'm seeing these things kind of come back already which is really which is fun so that's what I have for dinner that's what I have for lunch but no more than one time after that I can do it two times yeah no more than one time right. after that otherwise yes. you'll be breaking your own rules I'll be, I'm breaking my own rules <laughs> David thank you so much for coming in to talk to us and uh, good luck with finishing out the the rest of the meals Thank you. And that's it for this episode of Burnt Toast. Our producer is Tim Einenkel, and thanks also to Laura Mayer, Henry Malofsky, and Andy Bowers at Panoply. Please let us know what you think of the show. Our Twitter address is at food52, or leave us a review on iTunes. We're also looking for your thoughts on cooking. What do you think it means to be a home cook? What counts as cooking and what doesn't? Record your answers in a short voice memo and email it to us at editors at food52.com for a chance to be featured on our next episode. For David Tamarkin and Home Cooks Everywhere, I'm Kenzie Wilbur. We'll talk to you next time. Thanks for listening.